Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Of all, don't lie right here on 1049 The Horn. That's right, the NFL trade deadline is done. It's over. We'll talk about the Dallas Cowboys. We're still waiting to see if they made a move to push them over the top. We'll talk about all the NFL trade deadline headlines coming up here in the first segment. We'll also get into a Texans Tuesday next segment. We'll brought to you by our good friends over at Bud Light. Uh, Texans Tuesday, talk about the Texans losing to the Titans, but also big Thursday night football matchup for the Texans. That uh, Philadelphia H-Town face-off still happening. And of course, that's in the World Series as well. We'll get to our World Series preview coming up in the 5 o'clock. Uh, we also got Texas K-State discussion. We'll preview that matchup versus the Purple Kryptonite coming up at the top of the 4 o'clock and the top of the 6 o'clock. Another players-only meeting. Is it a good thing or a bad thing? We'll discuss that on uh, the show coming up. Before we do, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. He was a second-round pick for the Montreal Expos, but a first-round pick for the Austin Radio Network. He originally committed to the University of Texas, but decided to forego the 40 acres and chase his dream and the cheese. Pimpin' ain't easy, but for him it's a breeze. He is Mike Hardball Hards. What's going on, my man? How you doing? Hey, top of the charts Tuesday. That's what's going down uh-huh. right now. So I know excited. how excited you yeah. Mm, I, love I that. know you start breaking it, it down right there. Mm-hmm. There's so much to get into. I still got to figure out what's happening to my man Joe Burrow in oh, that line. I thought mm. they went to get some help, but I guess help is not on the way. Come on now. But let me tell you about my man that sits across from me. He hails from H-Town with the get down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud card-carrying member of DBU. Legendary Longhorn Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that's still has that passion for film study. He's not a fan of white condiments, 
but he is a fan of you, the listeners. He is my man and yours, Rob Babers. I appreciate the intro, and you're right, man. We got so much to get to. I, I hope that we can get to all of it, but it is a ton. Uh, sportsgasm. Yeah. Kind of uh, Tuesday. I like that. Where there's like just that. so much sports going on. I don't know if we can handle it, but hey, man, too much of a good thing is a great thing. That's basically what the real MVP, the ideal unit on the show, is all about. Uh, he's one of the hardest working members of the Aaron family. He's got a hustle spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid. We know he's underpaid. Patrick Davis. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good, doing good. Yeah. Hoping, hoping that Brandon Cooks trade comes through. I Come know. on now, just, I, I, just, just say it happened. Just, just hey, say listen, it happened. Texans and Cowboys fans both would like that Brandon Cooks trade. And um, Bobby Belt is a great follow if you're a Cowboys fan out there because uh, he, he puts out great stats but also does a lot of the, uh, the analysis uh, for pre- and post-game for the Cowboys. He had a great tweet. He said, uh, hey, at Brandon Cooks, blink twice. Like this, if you want to get traded to the Cowboys, I won't tell anyone dot, dot, dot. <laughs> yeah, because we don't know what's going on. Because he is a- allegedly missing time with the Texans. Like He hasn't been practicing with them right. all, yeah. uh, every day this week. And he has missed like the uh, media availabilities as well. And there's been speculation he's missing that because... They're getting ready to move Brandon Cooks. Well, Cowboys need a wide receiver. And also the speculation is that uh, he's got also, and this is what David Mills said, personal issues he's dealing with. Okay. So if he's got personal issues, maybe it's something else. Well, give it to me. After everything and all this has gone down, Tell me something Ian good. Rappaport, Tell me something good. no trade for the Texans' Brandon Cook. Damn it. There were talks, but nothing came of nah. it. And now it is multiple talks and multiple reports that are also saying it. Michael Gilkin also said, Cowboys made no moves today no. before the NFL trade deadline. Okay. Their only move was Jonathan Hankins. You know what? No, 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 no. That's I, it. You know what? I will say that. I know that is going to be a move that is uh, obscured, if you will, for the most part. That's a great move. Agree. I said Agreed. the front office has to be looking long term. The the locker room coaches, players, they got to look day to day handling business. Long term is, and we saw it versus the Bears. Cowboys rush defense is a problem. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, no they matter already, how much we love Dan Quinn, that rush defense it's a problem. You're a liability. Yep. And in the Indian FC, hey man, uh, the San Francisco 49ers can run the rock. The Eagles, the last undefeated team, they can run the rock. Hell, hell, even if Green Bay makes a move, they can run the rock. All the best teams, literally in the NFC, uh, that you probably have to go through. And the Giants, by the way, can run the rock. Mm-hmm. Even your own division. You got to deal with the rush defense, and your rush defense right now is one of the worst in the league. Yeah, yeah. we saw Hankins play like almost half of the snaps in that last game oh. too. So Hankins was there. I mean, he, you got to give him time yeah, to get acclimated that's to actually true. know it. I mean, basically, you're putting him in there and go go forward because he's not going to know really what you're doing too much in mm-hmm. in two or three days notice. But he was playing a lot, which means you got a guy that you're using as opposed to trading for a guy and then not using him, which okay. we've seen before as well. Yeah, um, they do. Yeah, exactly. I hope. So I hope. I think you're. I hope you're right, and I think you're right uh, yeah. that Jonathan Hankins will have more of an impact. The more he's with the team, learns the system, all those kinds of things. Uh, but um, the Cowboys not making the move. Uh, Tars, you're a Cowboys fan. You're a resident Cowboys fan. There, listen, I was like, let me just. Can I just uh, preface your rant because I hear it coming <laughs> <laughs> with this? The Cowboys. At front office, G- GM and Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones said they like their guys. Remember that statement? Love we it. like our guys. Yep, yep, right? Yep. Those four words. We like our guys. Mm-hmm. 
their guys have shown up. Even when we were talking about Cooper Rush, uh, you and I both agreed, hey, you should upgrade backup quarterback. They like their guys. It came to fruition, and I thought they were going to pay the price for their lack of vision. They did not because Cooper Rush showed up. Uh, a lot of their backups, whether it be uh, Dorrance Armstrong, they need to step up, or uh, Dun- uh, Dante Fowler, mm-hmm. they need to step up. Yep, yep. A lot of the guys they need to step up, Donovan Wilson, all the guys they needed to step up actually has have stepped up and yeah. made plays for them. So if the Cowboys like their guys, should we trust them? Should we trust them that their guys are enough to make this Super Bowl push? Because that's what we're talking about now. I, now we're talking putting in a position to make a Super Bowl, to, to make it to the promised land. So I would, I would say we should go ahead and trust them if we're just trying to go for a division title, not really make a run in the playoffs for a championship. There's a lot, of, there's a lot to, to want out there. You talked about it just a little while ago. That rush defense is awful. And you went through the teams that they're going to have to go through in the NFC. Oh, yeah. Vikings, the, too, by the way. I forgot yes, the Vikings. My yes. bad. Should have mentioned the Vikings. They got a two headed monster <laughs> yeah. over there that that defense mm-hmm. is going to have to stop. Um, so I'm a little disappointed that they didn't make a move. Uh, we're going to have Clarence Hill of the Fort Worth Star Telegram on Shout at 4 30 to kind of, he's been covering the Dallas Cowboys since 1997. Ooh. So he's got some perspective. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So he's going to drop it on us. But for me as a Dallas Cowboy fan, I was looking more on the offensive side of the ball. I was looking for maybe a Cedric Wilson coming back. We talked about the Brandon Cook situation. Okay. Is this something that the Cowboys were looking into? Because little known fact, the Cowboys have not had a 100-yard receiver in a game in the first eight games. That is the first time since 1973. Think about that. And they have a number one guy in C.D. Lamb, and I know that they've changed the model in which they are working, but they had Emmitt Smith. They had <laughs> Hold on, what's the what what was the last time? Nineteen seventy three. Uh I, I, I would like to see all the records of those teams. Right. That's fair. What's the what's the Cowboys record right now? Six and two? Six and two. Okay. I would I, think that I would, I would like to see the records of those teams. You know what I mean? Like well, I mean you got Super Bowl since well, then. Well I know though. you do, but I'm just saying six and two is a damn good record. Oh, I'm down with it. Yeah, so I'm uh, very happy with it. Yeah. But again, where are we I know it's still early. You and, still got to finish the race. Quarterback playing for a lot of those. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think if you had a, a Dak in there, you I think you would have had. At but least I also one. believe the way that we've that the Cowboys have constructed their offense now. I think that has something to do with True. it as well because like said, they're I not pass happy. Like I, said, I like think you had before. one though with that if Dak hadn't gotten hurt, so that's part of it too. You well, had Cooper Rush in there. It's a yeah, different that's system. very, very different true. System, different very true. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I think too we can see that the wide receiver value is still valued very high to most of these teams. Uh, in the fact that there was one real wide receiver trade and it was a Chase Claypool for a second, which I think we can all agree is a little high for Chase Claypool. Not in this market. Yeah, I was going to say. That's the thing, but yeah. it's, it's, but it, if we're going to say, it, it, if he's a two, then all these other guys you're looking at are ones. They're yeah, first-round picks. If no, Chase Claypool's a two. I'm not disagreeing with you, but I, I to, to Harge's point, we saw inflation affect that's the wide receiver market, even with the salaries and the extensions in the offseason. So maybe that is reflective yeah, of kind so of the, the growing market for a young wide receiver. If you're doing that, receiver, if you're getting yeah. Chase Claypool for a second, Brandon Cooks is now a second or a first. Like that's what I'm saying is you just take if you he's run that old. across the board, 
then all of those guys are going to start going up in price. Yes. I think that's where you saw it, where these the teams thought their wide receivers were worth a lot more than they were. Totally agree. Or where, and so if they just all go, no, we want a second or a third, they go, we'll give you a fourth. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's not, he's not, we can go draft a guy in a year, and he'll be better than him. And that's the whole point, too, is that they know, well, wide receiver is the deepest position in football at every level. Yeah. If we're are we that desperate for a wide receiver? Push no. us, push us over the top because if not, if we just need one the next two years, oh, we can get one in the draft. There, there are right. tons of them out there. Yeah. But if you need one right now in the here and now, like AJ Brown for the Eagles, because the Eagles are like, dude, I think we got something. And you know what? Give them props because they were right. Yeah. They, yeah. They, they, they like, went and got it. We shouldn't have made the playoffs last year with a new coach and this quarterback. We didn't even know this guy's gonna be a franchise quarterback. He's a starter for us. He's not even a franchise. He's a starting quarterback for us. And we got a coach who wouldn't even know was gonna be the guy we may be closer than we think and they traded they traded for aj brown big difference and went and crazy in the draft exactly too. and then yeah. exactly did really yep. good draft because i think they yep. knew they were closer like you know what let's get guys that can help us right now right. to hell with developmental projects to hell with that yep. get guys that can play right now yep. let's do it and that's what they did and they traded for like uh it was a gardner johnson yep. the db2, the DB2. They, yep. the philly, nobody knew philly was close but philly they knew philly they were knew close. They, was close. they knew they was close or if you're like josh allen with the bills and they're like no stefan diggs He's dude. He, this guy is close to being an MVP. He just needs a wide receiver one to put him over yep. the top. Go get that guy. The truth is, looking from the Cowboys' perspective, we all know you just should have kept Amari. That twenty million wouldn't yep. have been a damn. It wouldn't have been. It's nothing. That would exactly. It's right? nothing in your pocket. Just a drop yeah. in the bucket right now, considering yeah. where you would be in the in, in the hierarchy of the NFC if you had Amari and CD. And your current CD circumstance. would have already had a hundred yard receiver. Oh man, the game. they'd have had because no, dude, been, regardless if Cooper yeah. Rush would have been the quarterback, yes. because they would have been focusing on what Amari is, and we saw what Amari was yeah. last night. That was your big With mystery. With Jacoby Brissett. As, a, as, a, as an organization, <laughs> that was your big mystery. doesn't mean you still can't win at all. Correct. Well, it happens all the time. Everybody makes mistakes. You ain't, you ain't perfect. Correct. But that was your big mystery. If you had yep. that, ooh, you just kept it. You'd be like, and you, you kept that it. cap room. You kept that cap room. You, you kept it. And they still didn't do anything yeah, with it. Yeah, your rainy day fund didn't do a damn yeah, thing. Yeah, so unless somebody gets cut today, I'm waiting for, they're waiting for a they hurricane to come through Dallas. Because <laughs> you're right. Right now, it's like, well, they should have got a wide receiver. They didn't. So, yeah, what's your rainy day fund do for you? Nothing. But like I told like you, ra- I think they didn't want they didn't want that egg on their face by going to I get a wide receiver. Be, I, I hope you're not right because yeah. that would be so disappointing. Um, because it means you are going to risk. Yeah. yeah. All right. There's a risk, a chance to go all in and win it all yeah. for your pride. Yeah. Because you don't want people talking trash about you. How you, well, you let Amari Cooper go and then trade for a wide receiver. That made no sense. It's like, yeah, hey, I'm admitting we screwed up. We screwed up. Should have let him go in the first place. But yep. now we are six and two. And we, the NFC is, is, is up for the grass for yes, anybody. Because and it we does. Think, we yeah. got a shot. And it doesn't look yeah. like Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers are going to be in the mix. Well, Tom Brady may be in there because of the division, the Late. division but, that but he is. But it's still up for grabs, But though. it's wide open. It's wide open. And I would take my chances looking at all the quarterbacks that are in the NFC that are at the top. It ain't a Tom Brady, and it ain't a uh, Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers so nope. you got a chance. You got a shot. Yeah. You got all those other, the other guys. The that, other I guy. take that out of all those <laughs> right, other guys. The other guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I'm with, I think so. Yeah, so I, I think you make a great point, and I hope you're not right, but I think you are right that they're letting pride stand in the way of them deciding, no, man, let's make this let's make this offense so multidimensional yeah. that it can't be stopped. Right. And if they do stop the running game, well, mm-hmm. you put eight in the box to stop the running game, and you're going to leave CeeDee Lamb and 
Gallup and, and Gallup, yeah, whoever, yeah, whoever that other guy up. is. One on one, I know they're getting James Washington back too. Um, yeah. So that's a big part of it. So maybe that's a big. Maybe they believe James Washington coming back is going to be a big impact player for him. Uh, but you know, I, I, I think they missed an opportunity to make a splash move. Cowboys still can to compete in the NFC. Oh yeah, but everybody else made a move. And that's Philly made the a thing. move. Yes. San Fran made a move. Right? I guess Green Bay didn't make a move or Tampa Bay didn't really make much move. But that's because those two teams are looking at the overall picture and saying, man, we are further away than what we thought. Our quarterbacks, yeah. who we put a lot in, yeah. are not where we thought they should be. And the one thing for Minnesota Aaron Rodgers. Made a move. Yes. Yeah, all the, all the teams in the NFC made moves, except for, I guess the Giants didn't make a move. They got rid of a guy. Yeah. Um, but everybody else seems Everybody else is making moves because they, they see it too. They're looking at the same things we are. They're making moves. They're seeing the fact that, but the one that really, you know, kind of puzzles me, do the Bears think that they can make a run or something? That's why they went after Claypool? No, I think that was just good faith to Justin Fields. I think they're like, hey, man, you're playing a little bit better. Let's get you and get your development up. And yeah. If we can't get you wide receivers, how do we expect to develop you as a passer at all? Which, so we'll go out and get you another wide receiver. You got St. Brown. We'll give you a couple options, and maybe we can get you. So next year, if, we, if you don't do anything by the end of this year, then we know the experiment's starting to fail. But if we can get you moved up, then that changes our draft plans because now we yeah. have a quarterback versus. Like they need, also need I to go right get some you. linemen, though. Yeah. I mean, they my do, man, but. If you don't have a quarterback, yeah, you don't yeah, have a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. These days, people are building differently. Remember the Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase? about like, get a line, get a lineman, get a lineman. He's like, you need a line to protect Joe Burrow before you start drafting wide receivers. And now people are deciding, you know what? No, let's flip that. Yeah. Let's get our let's get our young quarterback a weapon so that he's just somebody to throw to. And then you know what? We'll yeah. build the lineup. And I, I I don't know I don't know what's right or wrong, but you're right. People are I think they're looking at you know what? Let's just get this young quarterback something because he's showing us promise. Yeah. yeah, he's shown us some promise in the last two games since we have built the system around him. All right, he's shown us some promise. So let's get him another guy. Let's get him a weapon because he's got the worst wide receiving core in the NFL, and he's doing what he's doing. Yeah, let's get him and a weapon we think and see if he can St. Brown could be a decent wide receiver as well, but we need to give him help, or else they're going to be able to double on him. Yeah, and so now our young wide receiver and our young quarterback are both kind of uh, just on a raft because they got no one else to go to. And so if you can bring someone else in, now I don't know if Claypool's definitely that guy, but it's at least something to be said that they're trying to show good faith. Because, yeah, they did. And, I mean, they gave up a second. They give up a third. or They get a, they get a second for uh, Roquan. But did you see the fact that if Roquan doesn't sign the extension with the, the Ravens, they get a compensatory third? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they, there was okay. really very little risk in that nice. trade? I like that. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know that. That's pretty good. That's what I'm saying. Like it's, I like that. And I remember I told you guys about the um, the the Robert Quinn trade. How they basically decided to make the rest of the contract null and void. Yeah, just and like yeah. just kind of I, rent, I, a, rent a rent a player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of a mercenary. I, I like the teams on both. Uh, well, the players and the teams. I guess agents and the teams are deciding. Nah, you know what? Let's not do it the conventional way. If we're gonna trade, it goes to my. My old long theory about the NBAification of the NFL. It's happening. Mm-hmm. You know how many trades are happening right now? Oh, my gosh. You, we would I mean, never see this many trades right now in the NFL usually. Usually, and I'll go do the research, but the last, this is definitely the most trades you've seen on trade day. Yeah, de- NFL is not day, normally and this week, tight. Yeah, yeah, with this major. I think part of it is them opening up the playoffs. So more playoff teams, yep. more teams that they got a shot. You got a shot, you go all in. That's the rules of the NFL. Should be the rules of every sport. And also, I think part of it is, hey man, the Rams and the Bucks. 
Saw the Rams and the Bucks be yeah. very active, trying to make moves and transactions. Probably the Rams more than anything. F them picks, really F them first round picks. Yeah. But still, and I think a lot of teams decide, you know what? And I think this is goes to the, the NBAification of the NFL. Draft picks are overvalued. Period. Not saying they're they're not valuable, but they're overvalued in the NFL marketplace. The Rams proved it. Yeah. They proved that first-round picks are overvalued for the most part. But the truth is, all draft picks are overvalued in the NFL. They just, they, 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 that's just this belief that you're going to draft the next Tom Brady. And the truth is, y'all aren't competent enough as an organization to draft the next Tom Brady. That's the truth of it. You know what I mean? Like, right. and, 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 and most of the draft is just luck. It is. It's a lottery, right? The more lottery tickets you buy, the better chance you have to win. And the belief is in the NFL, just like, we're going to pick the perfect quarterback based on hand size and based on his height and completion percentage and all these things they want to turn into a yeah. science when it's really more of an art form and luck has a lot more to do with it than they're willing to admit because they will, if they admit luck is, is a lot of it or most of it, then they they're not going to have a job. So, yeah. you know, yeah. no, no, no. Well, my expertise has determined why these draft picks are what they are in my evaluation and scouting and all things. I'm not saying they don't matter, but I'm saying that all the Ivy League studies of the draft have proven there's more of a, it's more of a lottery yeah. than it is of your evaluation and your skill as a scouting department. So, with that being said, now the NFL is starting to figure out, like the NBA, vacation of the NFL, the NBA, yeah, these draft picks are overvalued. They're still valuable, but they're overvalued for the most part. What were you about to say, Patrick? I was going to say, and you can throw in the fact that you can draft a really good player and put them on a wrong coaching staff and nothing ever right. happens. That's oh, very so true. So very you can true. draft and you go up there and go, man, we got seven good players, and we're going to throw them out there with Josh McDaniel and see what happens. <laughs> exactly. Great point. Totally exactly. agree with that, too. Yeah, yeah, and that's why trades also matter. Right. And they're good because, like, no, no, that guy's a bad fit here. Yeah. But, man, you put him in the right system. Kadarius Tony, that's what they're hoping with him. Yeah. Well, you put him in the chief system with Andy Reid and I'm Patrick Mahomes, oh, he's going to blow up. And but he was dealing Dan- with injuries, and he's sprinting to the airport to get there. He's, exactly. like, excited to go with there, right? Daniel Jones, well, yeah. maybe that's a bad pick. So, actually, it can work out. It can be a, you know, a win-win for yeah. both sides if it's the right trade and all that kind of stuff. So, I love the NFL. As soon. I think the NFL is way behind the times. Should have, you should have been doing – the NFL should be on an NBA-type level when it comes well, to trades. there is one big re- – also, the dead it's cap a, stuff. Yeah. Yeah, the dead cap is one of the big reasons. Yes. That, yeah. that needs to be somewhat modified. Agreed. Because uh, if they want to make players. this stuff. Yeah. Because you'll Good see point. more trades. Yeah. If you can go, hey, man, look, I'd be happy to send this guy off who's a star player playing on a bad team in a small market. I'd be glad to send him off. Yeah. But it's going to cost me $80 million of my cap to do it. Yeah. This is true. Well, I can't trade him. Dead but, money. Yeah, and, you're right. And that and was can, some of can, the things. Yeah. They can, they, can, they can figure something out with that, but you're right. That's a good point. That's some of the things that you start looking around, just like right now. How 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 is it that the Packers don't go out and get a wide receiver for Aaron Rodgers? I, 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 have I no mean, idea. And, and that's it's basically insulting. saying, dude, we're tired of you. It's insulting. We're not gonna. You're not yeah. gonna run anything here. We're gonna run it the way we want to run it. And he's sitting there looking around like, I have no. I ain't be got no weapons. Yeah. He don't I, have anything to I, work I, with, and they're all young, and he's still criticizing them. So this is a bad look for him. But here's some of the the names that are out there. The Bills picked up Naheem Hines. The Eagles picked up Robert Quinn. The Chiefs picked up Kadarius Toney, which is a big play wide receiver. Cowboys, Jonathan Hankins. The Ravens picked up Roquan Smith. The Vikings, TJ Hawkinson, which I think that is going to be a huge pickup for them, especially with Kirk Cousins. And this is another move for them saying, hey, we got to make a run right now because why? Mm -hmm. 
The Packers are down. This is our division now. Pretty the much. Packers are down. Let's go for it right yep, now. I agree with that. And then you look at what the Dolphins were able to do going to get Bradley Chubb. Why do you go get a Bradley Chubb? Because Josh Allen is in that league, and you need to go get the quarterback. And then Christian McCaffrey to the 49ers. Yeah. That's a big that, – that was a big I got to make a move move. Those are guys that I'm going all in. We have an opportunity. And think about this for your boy Shano. He's got Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel. They're pretty much the same people. Yeah. No, and now I, I he's got that. two joysticks that he can play with. No, not when he pointed out, I basically you know, doubled down on Shannon's philosophy on positionless football, which yeah. is kind of where I got my take right. on it. He's led the NFL in that theory. And for years now, he was talking about Kyle Juszczyk, or he's talking about the way he uses Kittle, he's talking about Debo Samuel, and now Christian McCaffrey. He has led the way on it. And that's why I know the, the future of football is positionless football. It's just hybrid players that you can use to manipulate matchups across the board, defensively and offensively. And that's why I do believe this if they get healthy, oh, they're Fort getting Niners healthy make a too. Run. Yeah, Fortnite can truly make a run, and it won't be because of Jimmy G. It'll be because of all the weapons around Jimmy G. And the versatility of those weapons. Did, did Shanahan really just want to show off positionless football by getting Christian McCaffrey to score three different ways? Exactly. Is that that know. He's, just like, yeah. he's like, I don't know. I can get a guy in here in a yeah. week and yeah. get him to score three. No, I'm serious. Like he, he's he's a like it is numerous late nights hanging out with my boy Shano and talking about football that convinced me about positionless football. Got all my takes from it, um, and I think that he's I, this is him doubling down on it instead of. Everybody says, oh, man, you got to go with quarterback. He's thinking about a different theory of, of, of football evolution, and he believes that his roster is perfectly suited for that. Well, and the other part of it is, too, you, you know, you may not say anything about Jimmy because I'm a big fan of Jimmy, and I think he helps them, but he doesn't have Jimmy. He doesn't need Jimmy to win him a game. That's the big thing for me because if you look at it, he doesn't have to push the ball downfield that deep. He can take his shots, mm-hmm. but he doesn't have to because he's getting the ball in his playmaker's hands, and they are making everything else happen. Yep. That's why that thing with Trey Lance getting hurt, I think it might have been better for them that he got hurt. I mean, as bad as that may sound, because Jimmy truly understands the nuances of this offense. He doesn't run around like that. He, he's not going to be like Trey Lance uh, being that mobile in the pocket, but he's smart in the pocket, and he'll be able to get the ball to some of those playmakers that Shannon love so much. Yeah, and my uh, texture is also says, and Ayuk. Yeah, yeah. I, he loves Ayuk. He loves to hand off to Ayuk too, uh, with wide receivers um, kind of involved in the running game. But yeah, I'm just I, mad. I'm just mad he got rid of my Kim Funk man. Jamichael. Yeah. Well, and Jamichael's they, they, having and fun, And by the way, though. they traded Jeff Wilson. Yeah, they did trade Jeff Wilson um, to the Dolphins. To the Dolphins. McDaniels. McDaniels, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they trade him to his boys. Boy's like, hey, man, I need a running back. He's like, that knows the system. All right, right I'll and, trade you Jeff Wilson. He knows the system. That's good. And I believe it was they for got like rid a fifth-round pick or something like that. And they got rid of McDaniel, not McDaniels, but uh, Chase Edmonds. He got traded to Denver. So yeah. that was part of the Bradley Chubb deal. Yeah. So they flipped it back in and got rid of Chase. Ah, Chase isn't buying into what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Let me go get Jeff Wilson. He knows how to run this offense. He knows how to run it. That's right. right. Damn right. That's a good point. Yeah, Zach Moss is part of that Naheem Heights deal, too. Yeah. He ends up in Indianapolis. Yep. Uh, so they, get, yeah. they okay. don't not have a backup running back they there. Just Zach Moss is a guy. Back. Which Zach Moss, we can all agree, needs a change of pace very Definitely. badly. Yeah. Like he just was never really used. Like it's he could so never weird. find a way. He always looked good, but he, I guess he couldn't pass block well enough or whatever he yeah. couldn't do. That's the they didn't Utah, like him. right? But he looked yeah. good, they, but yeah. just never could stay on the field for them. And I'm no. thinking about, yeah, that's a good point. I'm, yeah, that's a, that's a big part of it. Okay, so guys, let me ask you this question before we go to break. Who won the trade deadline? Who won it? 
Because I think, honestly, I think my man Shannon won it. I think if you're talking, because that's his version of all in. Usually all in would mean getting, you know, you a guy that can put you over the top. I don't think their Vegas odds changed to win the Super Bowl mm-hmm. when they got Christian McCaffrey. But like I said, I know Shannon really well. And yes, I'm biased. Uh, but I also know this is his version of all in because this is his version of going the future of football is positionless football. Mm-hmm. And I've always said the the way that you separate yourself in the NFL is you have to come up with a concept or a theory about the game that the rest of the NFL has yet to catch up to. Because it's a copycat league. So once mm-hmm. you do something real well, like the, like the Rams, everybody's going to do it. So your one advantage, sorry, it only lasted for a year. Because <laughs> right. once we decide, that's a great what what you what uh, you call it, uh, uh, Patrick, the cash over cap thing. Yeah, right? yeah, they did behind cap. the scenes to, to try to give themselves yeah. an advantage so they can go all in. Everybody's doing it now. So sorry, your advantage is, is null and void. You got to come up with a new advantage here, like, to, and that's why there's no true dynasties in the NFL. You only win two in a row. Yeah, right. You can't. It's hard to win three in a row, four in a row in the league because maybe we're all copying you. Once yeah, Jimmy yeah. Johnson decided to get nothing but 320-pound uh, offensive linemen to have the goal score gargantuan line in the history of the NFL, everybody went, yeah, 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 I want bigger linemen like him. Let's do it. Yeah, Let's do it. Yeah. So your advantage shrinks. You used to have a big advantage over everybody. It does, you don't have it anymore. No, Because everybody's anymore. doing what you do. Yeah. You know, it's only going to last a little while. And I think for Shano, like I said, I know this because we've had yeah. this very same discussion. This is his version of, this is something I'm doing that only a few teams in the NFL are doing. Dan Quinn's doing it on defense. Some teams are doing it on, but not everybody. Positionless football is the future. This is his version of it, that he's all in. I think they got it. Yeah. I think the, the Niners won it, in my opinion. But y'all let me know who y'all think won it. Yeah, they got a lot that is uh, jumping around right now. But player-wise, superstar-wise, yeah, you got to put it there because he's got all these weapons. He's got weapons on top of weapons. As they continue to make this move, and you you said it perfectly, Rob, when they get healthy on that defensive side Somebody's of the ball, scary, too, man. they're dangerous. It was the best defense in the league before they exactly. started breaking down. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Which happens. Yeah, it happens. It's part of the game, but the game. they keep it moving. And McCaffrey, I think McCaffrey's going to be a lot happier than he's ever been because he's back home in that area. I know he's from Denver, but he went to, Pal- he went to Stanford right there in Palo well, Alto. Not only that, you know, growing up, my man Shano's his 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 hero was, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? That was his dad. His dad was his hero, basically. All right. Yeah. And I I do think going him going out of his way. Honestly, if you look at Shano, he tended pat- patterned his game <laughs> uh, after McCaffrey right. as a wide receiver. He wore number eighty seven. He wanted to be just <laughs> like the guy. Yeah. Now I don't know how much he. You know, talk to him as you know, as a young kid, as Christian McCaffrey as a young kid. But I do know that Channel's really close to his father. Right. I know that really, really close. I, it, it, in terms of the fit and compatibility, I don't think there's going to be a problem at all. Oh no, they're West Coast dudes, and like I said, they both have roots in Colorado and Denver. Yeah, I mean, it's the, with the Shanahan clan. I mean, it's it's a perfect fit. It's a perfect fit, and I think again, I think this is going to be where he's going to be the best in his health. Because he's not having to tote the load as much as he did mm-hmm. for everyone, every other place that he was at. And he's going to be put in position to make plays like he did this past weekend. Three touchdowns, three different types of ways. Come on, man. 
Yeah, I didn't. I, yeah, I don't think that. Yeah, that's wild. I don't even know that. That wasn't necessary. I'm with Patrick on that. That was just him just trying him to show it off. Yeah. yeah, he's showboating on that one. Hey, oh, I got, a, I got a week with him. Let me see what I can do. Right? Yeah. That was the thing. This wasn't three or four weeks in where he's like, oh, no, Christian really knows the playbook. Yeah. So like, I'm going to give him seven plays. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Execute them. And I'm telling you, I like I, said, I do think that there will be. there's a certain comfort level there because of the relationship that they've all had with Ed and Dad and Christian and all that kind of stuff going back to the Shanahan days of them winning Super Bowls. I think this like I said, this is his version of going all in. Some people are like, going all in with a running back? Isn't that, mm-hmm. like these days, isn't that kind of counterintuitive? I, 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 I know what you're saying, but I'm telling you, and Patrick's right about it, man, he's just the tip of the iceberg with way oh, the yeah. ways that Shano can use this guy. And this is I know, like I said, this is even and uh, it's to the, it's kind of, the antithesis of the Shanahan model. This is a great stat. I love this stat, but it shows you that this this is him going against the grain of what usually works for the Shanahan clan. If you go look at it, uh, there have been only six times in the last 28 years where a running back drafted after the fifth round has rushed for 1,400-plus yards in the season. All right? So a running back drafted after the fifth round, rushing for 1,400-plus yards in a season. Five of those six were under the tutelage of a Shanahan. Mm. Deep. They, but they don't, they don't need big-time running backs, no, really, they to, make to it run work. their system to make it yeah. work. This is – I don't know if they ever invested this much capital, any Shanahan, in a, in a running back. Mm. And in these days, when a running back position has been devalued where it is, this yeah. is actually <laughs> considered something way against the grain. Yeah, this is definitely it, against it the grain. It's considered as, honestly, analytically a dumb move. But when you <laughs> but, saw what he did with Debo last year, exactly. and he's another Debo. <laughs> yeah. You got to look at the fit. It is a little different. But yeah. I, like I said, I understand what people are like, oh, that's crazy. I don't think it's crazy. No, crazy it's going to work out. I think, I it think it's going to work. Out. I think it is. Uh, all right. Uh, let's get to that Texans Tuesday on the other side. Uh, and then we'll talk some Texans. We'll talk more Cowboys, obviously. Nothing before the trade deadline. But we'll get into that coming up a little bit later on. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. We're caught in a trap. I can't walk out. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a top of the charts Tuesday. We play jams that reach the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history. Little Elvis for you. Like that. Have y'all seen the Elvis movie yet? No, I have not. I want to see it, I enjoyed it. I'm not going to lie. I enjoyed it. I'm all about a movie. You watched it? Oh, you watched it? Yeah, I'm not gonna like. If it was like one of the critique movies, I could, but that's annoying. Like, it's all about your preference, right? What you mm-hmm. like is what you like. Yeah. All right. The, the woman I think is sexy ain't the same woman you gonna think is sexy. Well, maybe she is. Who cares? Well, my point is, your preference is your preference. I enjoyed the experience. I'm all about. Did I have a good movie watch experience? Did I have fun watching it. Okay. I totally did. I know I you're a big good time Tom Hanks fan. So. Huh? I know you're a big Tom Hanks fan. Too. I had to go. That's true. Good point. You you did expose my bias. <laughs> anything Tom Hanks is in, I'll probably enjoy it. And anything he's in, I'm making a priority to see. Like who's your who's your priority A list actor in Hollywood that if they're in it, I gotta see it and Denzel. I will see it. Denzel. Denzel's in it. He's in mine too. I probably got too many. He's in mine too. Yeah. Denzel's Leo's in mine. If Leo's in anything, I'll go see yeah. a Leo. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm with you. Denzel's definitely yeah, in there. Denzel, Denzel's like in. I'm like, time. I trust Denzel that much. Like, I got trust Tom Hanks. I trust Leo. Yeah. If you decided to spend your time making it, I'll go. I'll go see it. Yeah. But every actor's not like that. Like I, 
You know, like Liam Neeson ain't like that. You know what I mean? Like, and Tom Cruise. It's Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, I guess, is. I think he's no. getting back to no. it. I still haven't seen Maverick though, so I can't Maybe say that no, he's, he's that not. actor. No, he me. also did. He also did that Mummy one that killed that whole <laughs> universe yes. they were gonna build. See, every now and then Tom Cruise just go out there and do something wild. Well, because if you were like, "Hey, Tom Cruise, we're gonna make a movie. It is terrible, but we need you to fly off a building." He'd be like, "Oh yeah, man." <laughs> and I would do it we myself. We need you. Yeah. Yeah. Fly I'm doing off a myself. I do admire that about Tom Cruise. That is crazy. <laughs> hey, we need you to jump from one plane to another plane. Get yeah. to do it? All right, I'm in. He's trying to go into space I for know. his next movie. Like, like literally. Do you think that script's any good? No. He just wants to go to space. <laughs> exactly. Terrible plot for the movie, but yep. can I be in space? Yeah, all right, I'm done, done, done. Put me in there. All right, uh, yeah. let's get to our Texans Tuesday brought to you by good friends over at Bud Light. Uh, Texans, I mean, I, do we need to talk about their humiliating <laughs> loss to the Titans? I mean, we still uh, need to talk about it. Okay. Well, it's brought to you by Bud. I hate to include Bud Light on this humiliating (laughs) discussion. Hey, you might need one after watching the Texans. (laughs) A couple of them. Great job, man. There you go. That's how you make the segue. Uh, Where Derrick Henry ran all over the Texans, 32 rushes for 219 yards, 190 yards after contact. Uh, How about this? Last four games, Derrick Henry versus the Texans, 892 total yards rushing, nine touchdowns on the ground. That's just, that's not even fun. Exactly. It's like playing Madden against somebody who don't know how to play. It's like, Mama, put the stick down. This is poor. I know you said you wanted to spend time with me. No, I don't want to play with you. Just keep hitting the hit stick. You ain't even near me. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Just jump. All your players just diving. Just jumping. Jumping. Jumping in place. Come on, Mom. Uh, That's how it is for when uh, Derrick Henry plays the Texans. Yeah, for sure. I mean, but you still want to look at this team and you say, how did Davis Mill play? How did. Uh, Stingley oh, play. Dave Mills was terrible. You know, but that's but that's his, the his worst area. game too. Yeah, his worst game. Too. See, and that's that's where we're looking at and going. All right, so where is the eject button on this team? <laughs> right? You know, I'm not saying it in a bad <laughs> way, but I'm just like, <laughs> what, do what do we eject need? for? Who? Who's I'm ejecting for everyone? Like oh, Patrick we, did. Are we trying Patrick to ejected from the fandom? Are we trying to find some positivity in their oh, no, their no, no, work? No, no, no. They, you know no, what I'm saying? So yes. that's what okay, I'm great saying. Point. No, no. Okay, good yeah. point. Yeah. Uh, we want them to lose because they are right. tanking to try to get a higher draft pick. Correct. And right now, Sucker Stroud. Huh? Yes. Suck for oh, Stroud. I like that. He's nice. already got it. You're yep. good at this, Patrick. Yeah. Coming up with those little little, little no terms. I like it. I like <laughs> little it. Cat, little catchphrases yeah. uh, for, for sucking really bad. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, he's right, though. So, they're basically, we know the front office wants to tank, but the the the, the – the locker room is trying to build a positive culture. Right. Right? So that when they do draft C.J. Stroud and they do start drafting these players, they're going to invest into in long term. And there's a positive culture already built there. And I will say this, and I know it sounds cliche and a little annoying from a Texans fan. They are a much better football team than they were last year. They're com- they're That's in- my point. They're competing yes. in games. This is what losers say, though. This is like the loser's manual. But, uh, but they- <laughs> we're trying to find a bright yeah, spot no, no. in a but team they, that they, is tanking. They have been in most of the games in the fourth quarter. Yep. Most I of their agree. games this yes. year they've been in in the fourth quarter. Couldn't say that last year, even though they won probably more games than people thought. So Damian Pierce had his worst game, 15, rushes for 35. Davis Mills, 17-29 for 151 yards, one touchdown, one interception, three sacks. That's not great either. He had a 69 pass already. Nice. My man BK out there. Shout out. Um, and an O-line, worst offensive line performance of the year. Eight hurries allowed, 14 pressures, four hits on the quarterback, and two sacks. So it was a really bad performance. But 
they were in the game in the fourth quarter. Yep. With a Tennessee Titans are a good team. Tennessee Titans are going to be in the playoffs. People, yes. I mean, what are they right now? Are they six and two? They are one of the better teams in the NFL because they have the fact they have a running game. That's what we've been talking about. Those are the things that you continue to look at. So when you look at the Texans, do you say, "All right, we're looking at improvement from Derek Stingley. We're looking at our guy Jalen Peacher. First in the AFC actually right, right now. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> so you sit there and you you try to find those moments of okay. Where are some of the guys that are going to be here with us? Are they playing better? Do we see improvement off of those guys? We're talking about Laramie Tunsil early. Is he getting any better? I don't see it. I don't think he's getting better. So is he somebody um, that's expendable? Yeah. It's a little late. The trade deadline is already no, gone. No, that's a good point. I'm not sure about that. I, right. Yeah. The O-line, honestly, I would agree with you. The O-line's not getting better. No. I, I, there's a, you, you could argue the O-line may have hit its ceiling. And that's sad because they've invested a ton mm-hmm. of draft capital in this whole line. I want to say, in all, including Larry Tunsil, the draft capital you spent to get him, and you got Titus Howard on that O line. Hell, you just drafted actually the best O lineman right now for him. Maybe Kenyon Green. Is that the uh, that's draft the kid from first round? Yeah. He may be the best O lineman right now they got on the O line, potentially. See? I um, mean, he's the guy they just drafted. So they got to. Like what Tom Herman always said, you know, the O-line, building o, rebuilding the O-line and building the O-line is like, re, is like painting the Golden Gate Bridge. By the time you get done you go painting back it, and start it's time over. to start all over again. Yeah. That's the O-line, I think, for every franchise in the NFL. Um, by the time you're like, oh, man, thank God I can take the Cowboys, right? Mm-hmm. By, by the time the Cowboys got done rebuilding that O-line for what ended up being Dak Prescott, it was already too old. Right. Now they had to start rebuilding it yep. again. Like, yep. that's the nature of, you know, building an O-line. Like, you can never stop drafting O-linemen and rebuilding it. So, and the Texans, I think, are at that point, too, unfortunately. See, and that's the part that you're like, man, I, I, as a, I'm not a huge, well, I'm not even a Texans fan, but I watch them because it's from the state of Texas. Oh, I yeah. pay attention to it. I was really invested when uh, Andre Johnson was there and, and Aaron no, yeah. Foster and all the players that were bringing it home every single week. But it's just not – it's hard to watch them because you, you, you know what the situation is. You pull for Lovey. Lovey was a guy mm-hmm. that I, I pulled for oh, yeah. because he's been around the game so long and he's trying to give us some positive news. Just like uh, Brandon, Cook is not at, Brandon Cooks is not at practice today because he is uh, dealing with a personal day. Yep. Okay. Well, he's not getting traded, so we need to get him back at practice because he got to be ready to play on Thursday against the Eagles. <laughs> against against the best team in the league right now. <laughs> yeah. I know you're laughing. No, you think it's funny. I see you laughing. Like, well, I, I don't I'm need him to be great. Texans are the worst <laughs> rush defense in the NFL, going up against one of the better rush defenses in the NFL. Jalen Hurts coming home. He's yes. from H Town, mm-hmm. by the way. His godfather used to be the director of player development, so he spent a lot of time actually mm-hmm. up there at the uh, the Texans facility and stuff like that. So working out, working out. It ain't foreign to him. So uh, yeah, I I expect him to have a lot of people in the crowd. And as Patrick mentioned yesterday, and so did a texter, you got the Philly H Town faceoff happening mm-hmm. in the World Series, but now also happening for Thursday night football. Well, can't wait. I'm well, excited about it. I'm not. I'm excited about I'm it. Not, I'm, I'm, I'm excited scouting. About, yeah, I'm not excited about the Texans' uh, <laughs> chances. Because I think that's going to be – well, I would say this. It'll be over with by the second quarter because the Philadelphia Eagles, they put every team away in the second quarter. Uh, I know. 
Oh, you did? Thank, oh, did thank you? you, my brother. Ah, yeah, did you take advantage you, of that? I sure did. It's a nice little nugget yeah, there, man. The Philadelphia Eagles. They are, at that. They're easy money in the second quarter for those who don't know. That's when they start to <laughs> rev up. <laughs> That's when they start to rev up. Okay, for those who don't know, this is and this was prior to their last game. Yes. So I haven't done numbers recently. But uh they when they were six and zero. all right, now they're seven and zero. um the Eagles Second quarter scoring, they were outscoring their opponents by 85 points in the second quarter. Mm-hmm. 112 to 27. That was the case uh, prior to their most recent game. And, and that, that is an NFL record. And, and just so you know, they stayed true to form for what you were talking about. Oh, they yeah, yeah. they okay. won the second quarter again yeah. last week against the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers yep. once again. The 85-plus scoring margin prior to last week is the best of any quarter. It's the best quarter of any team who has, uh, they've ever had through uh, those si- their first six games, beating out the 98 Broncos, who were plus 80 in the first quarter. Uh, that Denver team went on to win the Super Bowl. Uh, just FYI, they outscored the Eagles 14-3. to in the th- second quarter, okay. I mean, they outscored the Steelers fourteen to three. Fourteen to three. Yeah. All right. So we're, at, we're now we're at ninety six. Yep. yep. They're outscoring their opponents by ninety six points in the second quarter. There you go. Crazy. All right. We'll come back. We'll get into the flex on it's the other side. <laughs> right here on Baldwin Line, wonderful down the horn. Top of the charts Tuesday. Uh, we play jams that reached the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history. And uh, man, man, Patrick, bringing the bringing the funk, bringing the thunder early on. Elvis, then MJ. Well, I mean, it's the Jackson Five. It's oh. I mean, you got to throw Tino and Jermaine's in there. Can the we, other can guys. We, can we? Can we, can we name <laughs> all the Jackson Five? So you got three of them. Okay. You got Michael, Tito, Jermaine, Marlon, Marlon, and Randy. Randy. So that's the five. Yeah, there it is. Okay. Oh, we did pretty good there. It wasn't bad. Yeah. Between the three Just of us. Just take a look in the mirror, honey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. See? Yeah, I like that. Jackson five. You're right. Technically, the Jackson yeah, five. That's right. We all know. I mean, once MJ, Michael Jackson left the Jackson five. Thanks, well, the Jackson Four wasn't as popular. <laughs> no, I want to say that was they toured like after they he did. left. They, did. they were the Jacksons. They were the Jacksons. They moved into the Jacksons. Jackson. I think when they and knew Michael was going to leave, they changed the Jacksons while he was still there. False advertising. The yeah. Jacksons. Like, come on, man. Yeah, I know we want to see. Hey, we'll bring Latoya. You yeah. better bring Janet. <laughs> Latoya. Hey, what bring Janet? Oh, I want to see Latoya, Janet, or Michael. All right, that's what we want to see. Bring Latoya. Yeah. <laughs> Like the Baldwin That's brothers. That's like Randy. It's like the Baldwin brothers without Alec Baldwin or <laughs> the other Baldwin that matters. What's the other Baldwin? Stephen Baldwin. There you go. Yeah. There you go. All right. Or the Stoops without Bob. It's like, I want to go Stoops. see Mark. I want to go see Mark. <laughs> Mark and Marvin. Is that Marvin Stoops? That's Randy. right. We got Jackie J- Jackie Jackson, too. Jackie Jackson. There's a Jackie Jackson? There's a Jackie Jackson, yeah. Oh, Lord. he's! The, I think he was the oldest. It's between him and Jermaine as that being the sucks oldest. That he was the oldest. He didn't get. He was probably their he manager. Built the group. He was probably their manager. I'd be really upset if I was the oldest and then I didn't get to be. You the gotta group, sell man. merch outside. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jagged, go sell them t-shirts. <laughs> All right, let's get to our flex segment. FLXATX.com. FLXATX in the Twitterverse. All your social media platforms. How about this, guys? We are getting ready. Our extra with final 
advertising this week our all flex volleyball yes, team. Yes. Period. Uh, so we're gonna give you the names of the uh, liberals, the like libero that. finalists, mm-hmm. I should say, uh, for the all flex team uh, coming up here because we're gonna make sure uh, for, we're doing it for football too. But obviously, we're doing all. I think the goal is to do all sports. Um, so volleyball also uh, getting some love with the flex family. So the libero finalists, uh, Emily Contreras. Uh, she's uh, Lake Travis uh, Libero, 607 digs, co- uh, commit to South Carolina. Shout out. All right, doing really well for herself. Also, Lola Fernandez, uh, both uh, I- I- Emily Contreras and Lola Fernandez, 2023 prospects. Uh, Lola Fernandez is from Westwood, four-year varsity starter, 498 digs, heading to the playoffs. Got 69 aces. She's a Fordham commit. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's Mary. Oh, I'm going to mess this up, and I do not mean to. Sherpick. That sounds right. I know. It sounds sounds right, right, but I hope I didn't mess it up. Uh, Sherpick people, holler at me. Uh, Mary Sherpick, 2025 prospect. Man, a youngster. Wow. Uh, Rouse, uh, 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 Rouse student athlete, only a sophomore already with a thousand digs. What? A thousand digs. Yeah, man. For the career? As a sophomore? She's got 630 digs heading into the playoffs this year. That is, no, that's That's nice. That's nice. Like I said, that's one of those Wood Chamberlain stats. Sounded fake when I was reading it at the double check (laughs) there. Wait, 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 what? Already she's a sophomore? Yep. That don't add up. But uh, there you go, some great prospects. Go check out FLXATX.com because they're uh, finalizing the all flex. uh, Watch this for volleyball, um, but also, of course, uh, for football as well. So go check that out, FLXATX.com. And then we want to give a shout-out to shout the out. Wimberley Texans, the hey. team of the week of Clayton Construction. Clayton Construction's team of the week are the Wimberley Texans. They had a huge district win against Lago Vista last week, so they have been named the team of the week. I like that. Yep. Yeah, Wimberley Texans. Uh, players by the numbers, uh, just really quickly, a couple of these. Quentin Joyner running back. We talked about him yesterday. Eight carries, 174 yards out of Maynard. Justin Cannon, Ralph running back, 154 yards and a touchdown. Nico Hamilton, shout out. Kim Folk. 179 yards, two touchdowns from Lake Travis. Cameron Cooks, only point, 254 yards and uh, four touchdowns. Kate Curry, running back Dripping Springs, 11 carries, 226 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, Marcus Dennis Navarro, running back, 15 carries, 231 yards, nice. two tuts. Noah Long, uh, running back from Liberty, 10 carries, 219 yards, four tuts. They've been getting it in, They've man. They've been getting it in. And the quarterbacks, Mason Sharp, Sharp uh, 19 of 23. He's from Rouse, 19 of 23, 252 yards, five touchdowns. Will Hammond, we talked a little bit about him yesterday, 18 of 32, 279, three touchdowns. Two rushing TDs and the quarterback that I've been talking about hey, for a man. while, Mason I like Cochran. This kid, man. 289 yards, five touchdowns. Oh, yeah, he only did that in three quarters. Round Rock, one loss this year? Yep. I think, yeah. uh, is it one? Is it one or two? Uh, I'll have to check that out. All right. But sure. yeah, but definitely yeah. a team to be uh, reckoned with. No, I like that round right team. Yeah. I was, uh, con- th- my concern was the offense. I wasn't worried about that D. I thought mm-hmm. that D was going to be legit, mm-hmm. and it's turned out uh, that is the case. Uh, Wideouts. Cute in Quebec. I talked about yesterday. say Westlake uh, and Westlake, a student athlete, but also a Kansas verbal commit. Nine receptions, 143 yards, two touchdowns. Alex Green out of Huddle, wide receiver. Five receptions, 146 yards, two touchdowns. Aiden Sterling. Round Rock, uh, all in the first half, by the way, these numbers. Seven receptions. 
receptions, 186 yards, and four tuds. Uh, Marquise Dominguez, wide receiver out of Georgetown, three passes, uh, 96 yards, three tuds. And a shout out to some of the defensive guys. Reed Jerome, I like that name. Oh, Linebacker like from Land. Reed Jerome. What up, uh, Roman <laughs> Rome? <laughs> I know, I don't know why I want to do it too. I want to do it too. Linebacker from the passes, 19 tackles. Brady Elford, linebacker from Cedar Park, five tackles, one sack, one force fumble. And, oh, I like this name too. Latravino. Is Ooh. it Latravino? La, La oh, if, if, if I'm mispronouncing, I apologize. I like the name. McCutcheon, seven tackles, an interception, four touchdown, and a fumble return for touchdown, putting in that work. And Tyler Mitchell, linebacker out of Lake Travis, eight tackles, four solos, and one tackle for loss. Love All right, it. go to FLXATX.com. That is our Players by the Numbers, powered by Data Savior. All right, right back. We'll get into uh, Texas, K-State, and talk about the players-only meeting. Another one right Another. here on Baldo Lyle, 104.9 The Horn.